Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of BD Universe Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Chris BD Bronson. And this is what? Episode three. You know, hey, we're being consistent, you know. Before I get started, I want to give a shout out to everybody out there who's listening on Anchor and Spotify. Eventually, I'll get it on iTunes. I'm just starting out. I'm trying to figure this thing out. But anyway, what up, though? We got a lot to get into today, man. Uh, Before I get started, man, just the weather's getting beautiful. You know, it's I'm, I'm able to turn my AC off. You know, I'm able to open my windows and I'm saving money, you know, saving money on my my electric bill because you know hey ac is off i really don't care what my kids got to say if they hot at night they shouldn't have broke their damn fan i don't care anyway though but you know let's get started man uh first thing i want to talk about is lebron james getting dragged online like what is this all about like this man you know he's creating the businesses and he's he's one of the greatest of all time despite what anybody got to say. They, they say Jordan's the GOAT. Okay, I'll give you that. But this man is like the next best thing. Okay, like just just looking at statistics. Dude, 6'8", 250. Giving you 27, 7, and 7. Over the past 16 years. But anyway, okay, so this is, this is what happened. This is what happened. I think it's the, the general manager of the Houston Rockets. What's his name? I think it's Daryl Morey. Or David Morey, whatever we're gonna we're gonna call him Morey, Mr. Morey. Anyway, so he tweeted out in support of Hong Kong having freedom. Now, you know, no harm, no foul. When I first saw that, I'm okay, whatever. Why well, I don't know why China tripping, and then it all dawned on me. China's dictatorship. Okay, they ain't like America. They ain't everybody ain't free, and you know, the the GM of the Houston Rockets he tweeted this out. When all the NBA teams were over in China to play a game, because if you guys don't know, the NBA has a lot of their revenue linked up with China because China is a it's, it's huge. It's huge. And everybody loves basketball. Now, there's a lot of money to be made, like with, you know, selling shoes, viewership, TV deals, all this. So he said that Chinese government was like, yo, we don't got to be in business with y'all. We don't need y'all money. We got our own. Y'all need us. So you better shut the hell up. That's what I got from what I think what China was saying. And so LeBron came out when he got back from, uh, you know, got back into the States. He pretty much said, hey, it was bad timing of the tweet. Like, why would you put this out there knowing there was going to be backlash? We got the players over there. You know, he said he's pretty much saying, you know, we're we're it, potential harm could have been done physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, which is true. But everybody got something to say because they're like, oh, LeBron, Mr. I'm more than an athlete. I'm not going to shut up and dribble. How dare you tell somebody else what they can and cannot tweet now? I, it, it could go both ways. People were looking at LeBron. They're like, dude, just shut up. Like, why are you? You always want to take a stand. And now you could take a stand and back Hong Kong. But you don't want to because there's too much money involved. You got Space Jam 2 coming out. Your new shoes are coming out. 
You got businesses and movies and things like that that's all attached to China. You got hundreds of millions of dollars, potential dollars coming back to you from your endorsement deals and your business ventures you have set up with China. Now you're like, oh, don't, let's not upset China. And people were coming at him. People were dragging him for it. But then I see it from LeBron's point of view. This is a man who left his family, his wife, his kids, his mother, left them in the state so he could go to work to play ball in China for a preseason game. And you have an NBA general manager knowing he's a very intelligent man. You'll become a multi-millionaire, almost a billionaire owner of a team without being ignorant. This man's very aware of the ramifications that this tweet is going to have. Now, LeBron's not saying that you can't tweet. He's saying you couldn't wait a week. You couldn't wait till we got back because now the game has been postponed several times it's emotionally draining because you don't know what the backlash is going to be it's one thing to handle a political outrage when you're on your own home soil when you're in your own backyard but you're in foreign territory and you don't know what's going to happen there could be riots people could be throwing fights and doing things at the game you don't know because it's a different culture it's a different mindset and it's a very touchy topic now this man was simply saying look we over here you know people are losing business deals that people pretty much came over here to play the game and also set up business deals so they can set up for their shoes and other business ventures and all a lot of that stuff got canceled because China's like, oh, y'all got to, oh, you going against us? All right, bet. So LeBron is just saying, look, man, the money, yeah, I don't know. how. Look, y'all can call them and sell it all you want to. If I had almost a billion dollars worth of investments and business deals set up, um, you can call them whatever the hell you want. That, I'm, I'm going to make sure that, that I cast that check. I'm going to make sure that check clear. Okay, I got kids, damn it. Like, yeah, I'm making sure that check clear. Say what you want. Say what you want. Now, LeBron already got hundreds of millions from playing in the league and selling shoes. Okay, so I don't know if the money was really an issue. But if it's close to a billion, is he a sellout? So what? So be it. So be it. Because a lot of y'all people talking crazy. If y'all's in the same situation, y'all be doing the same damn thing. Y'all probably would say a lot more. So shut up. Shut up. Okay. Now, I also want to talk about it. Is it is it okay to... Pick and choose when you want to speak out. Like, this is an honest question. Is it okay to pick and choose when you want to speak out? Do you speak out any and every time because it's the right thing to do? Or do you speak out when it's beneficial, not just for you, but the, per- the other person? What I mean by that is you have to to me on okay this is just my personal opinion this is just my personal opinion in my 31 years of life saying something doesn't always get things done you don't always have to speak on a subject there's certain times to talk and there's certain times to, to listen and there's certain times to be understanding and considerate now when it comes to people's rights and their freedoms You can go with the moral compass. Listen, if it's right, it's right. If it's wrong, it's wrong. But when there's a lot of gray tape, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of different people connected to it. 
You can say, yeah, I'm sticking up for this person, but then from by me sticking up for this person, these 20 other people are now involved and now they're negatively impacted. But this one person is now protected. So do I give up the rights for these other 20 people and their well-being to take care of this one? I think you have to wear it from both sides. You really have to make a decision. Like, is this a beneficial time for the parties, for all parties involved? If it's not, then you can go. You know what? It's to each his own. It's to each his own. It's not really. I can't really tell somebody what to speak on or when to speak on it. If they feel it's right in their heart, then go go ahead and speak on it. But what I would do, I would look at both parties. And I'm then again, I'm not a confrontational person. I try not to get into conflicts. That's why I let my wife do what she want to do. About 80% of the time. I don't go against my wife. One, because she's a black woman. Okay? I'm not going against a black woman. Why do I want that headache? Okay? It's already hard enough being a black man in America. Why do I want to make my wife upset at me? Although I do like to agitate my wife because I think it's a game to me. Out of my 12 years of marriage, I agitate my wife on purpose just to get a reaction out of her. It's very childish. Now that I'm saying it out loud, it's very, very childish. And wife, if you listen to this, I'm sorry. Actually, I'm not because I'm still probably going to make you mad the second after you turn off this recording. Just... That is what it is, but I still love you. Um, you know, you know, I was talking about LeBron. Okay, now we all know LeBron. He plays for the LA Lakers, my team. Okay, we had about a six-year drought, but it's about to get turned around. Okay, we got Anthony Davis. Okay, the six-foot-eleven monster from New Orleans. Okay, out there been giving people the business seven, eight years. Okay. Now, we got Anthony Davis, we got Avery Bradley, we got Rojan Rondo, we got JaVale McGee, KCP. Okay, we got a loaded team. We got Danny Green, NBA champion from Toronto Raptors and San Antonio Spurs. Danny Green, Mr. Three. We got that. We have a pretty solid bench. And people forget, we still got Kuzma. We still got Kuz. Kuz was giving you 18 points last year. 18 last year. Now he's in his third year, getting stronger, getting smarter, know the game a little better. Man, the Lakers, well, listen, and two, I don't know the whole the Lakers starting lineup as of yet for the for game one of the of the season. Cause it's still they got a different, they got a couple different point guards that can sub in and out or do what they're gonna do. But in my opinion, what I got, I got Avery Bradley at the one. Okay. I have KCP at the two with LeBron at the three, AD at the four, and I got JaVale at the five. Now, the reason why I do that because I, I tested it out in 2K, okay? Because you got defense. You got KCP with defense, Avery Bradley with defense. LeBron's going to be rejuvenated on the defensive end this year. Let's not get it twisted like LeBron wasn't one of the best defensive players in the league for like six, seven years. Okay, but he took on a lot of big low when he went to back to Cleveland. And so he picked this spot on defense. But I think he's going to have, because he got a lot of defensive help. So he's going to be playing. A, he's, I think he's going to be doing a lot of roaming ball where he's just like, he doesn't have to do lockdown defense because he have lockdown defenders with Avery Bradley, KCP, Rojan Rondo. Um, Anthony Davis has always been a great 
defensive player. Dwight Howard's a rim protector. Let's not forget he's a three-time defensive player of the year. He's rejuvenated. He's trying to jumpstart his career again. So I think he's going to be a great defender off the bench. And JaVale McGee is a rim protector, seven-foot monster with a big wingspan. So LeBron, he, they got the height. They got the length. And I really think LeBron is just going to be just be playing passing lanes and going back to the chase down blocks he had in Miami where he was just swatting stuff off the backboard. I really think that's what's going to happen, man. So, anyway, back to what I was saying. I go by starting lineup. I got Avery Bradley at the one. I got KCP at the two. LeBron at the three. Anthony Davis at the four. And JaVale McGee at the five. Now, as my sixth man, I got Kuzma. Because there's a lot of defense and we got scoring in the starting lineup. We're going to need that dude to solidify the bench. So I got I got Kuzma, okay? And then when you want to sub out in the first quarter for Avery Bradley, I just rotate LeBron to the one. Then I sub in Danny Green for KCP. We still don't lose no offense. We don't lose any defense there. Okay, now we got Kuzma coming in at the three. You still got AD, and you can switch out JaVel McGee with Dwight Howard. That way you still got your height, you still got your defense, and you still got your offensive power. I like how can you not how can you not play bully ball? Like that's really what's gonna happen. You, the Lakers be playing bully ball. Like when I put this lineup in 2K, I'm murdering people. Now, I'm not saying I'm the greatest 2K player. Okay, I, I play on the pro level because, you know, a dude got to go to work, got kids to raise. I don't play at the all-star level in Hall of Fame, okay, because call me what you want. Say I'm trash, whatever. I don't got that kind of time on my hands, all right? I'll try to give you all the people the podcast, and create this content so y'all can laugh, all right? So that's what I got. That's what I think, that's what I think the Lakers lineup is going to be. I think it'll be very interesting this season. Especially with the a lot of the new face of the NBA, it's just insane. You got the Clippers. Now, don't get me wrong, the Clippers. You got a nice squad. Y'all got a nice squad. Y'all very talented. But it's the Clippers and Lakers run LA. I don't care if I'm running five championships back to back. Lakers still run LA, run LA because we got sixteen, and y'all got nothing. So it really don't matter. So. I don't give a damn all the Clipper fans out there. Y'all can say whatever you want to say. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch, but it was also fun to watch back in the early 2000s when they had Darius Miles and Lamar Odom and Elton Brad. They wasn't winning too many games. It was hella fun to watch, but they wasn't winning any games. Oh, it was even it was way more fun when they had uh, Chris Paul and Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, Lob City. Oh, they was winning a lot of games. They were smashing on the Lakers. But there's one thing about the Clippers. When it came time for that postseason, they just couldn't get it done. And old faithful uh, Chris Paul, Mr. Injury in the postseason, always what happened. But I'm not hating on y'all. I'm just letting y'all know what it is. L.A. will forever be a Laker town. We're not going to be like the New York Knicks and let Brooklyn come in here and become a better team and people stop caring about us. It's not going to happen. Lakers, it, um, well, you know what? Listen, if Jenny Buss on how to, she don't turn around trying to run a team and if Magic don't shut the hell up. Now, Magic Johnson, I love you, but you, last year was abysmal. For you to be such a great businessman, you sure was doing a lot of talking. Nigga, shut up. 
Shut up. How are you worth so much damn money with starting all these companies and you don't know how to shut the hell up? Like, honestly, he was just spilling the tea left and right. And then he went on several sports talk shows and kept spilling tea. Magic Johnson, what is you doing? Like, really, what is you doing? Like, I did not understand. Okay. Man, why are we talking about the Lakers? Let's go back to Kuzma. Okay. Kuzma signed a, a multi-year deal with the shoe company Puma. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Puma is getting back into the basketball world. Now, I think this is a smart move for Puma. Because Puma's not going to beat Nike when it comes to basketball. Nike has it on lock. No one's coming for their spot. They got all the best athletes. And they've been around for so long. And they have such a proven track record. No one's going to take their spot. No one's going to take their spot as a number one uh, basketball shoe. They're not. No one's going to take that. Adidas is trying, but Adidas, you're not. You're not. James Harden is your leadoff guy. James Harden's great MVP caliber player, but he ain't won nothing. If if Adidas want to take over, they're going to have to have James Harden win something. Damian Lillard going to have to win something and win it multiple years back to back to back. And be just the biggest thing in basketball. I don't think they'll be able to do that. Now, James Harden is a great talent. But he's not talented enough to take Adidas over Nike. It's just not going to happen. But this is a good move for Puma. They don't want to be number one. They just want a piece of the pie. Because Nike don't got all 100% of it. They might got about 60 to 70%. Puma's like, look, man, just give us a, give us like five to ten percent. Give us, let's get like five percent. Let's get like five percent. So they got a young rising star in Kuzma. Like I said, he was giving y'all eighteen points a game last year. Had a breakout rookie season. No one expected this guy to ball out the way he did his rookie year, being a twenty seventh pick. Okay, usually you're a twenty seventh pick. No one even knows your name. No one knows your name. So, but here's my thing for Kuzma. You want to be, you could, they signed you as the face. You are their marquee athlete. Listen, you're playing with LeBron James, Anthony Davis in LA and it's championship or bust. So I need you to ball out Kuzma. I'm talking like 20 and five. Okay. Every night, not every other night being inconsistent. No, 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 no. We need you to be a walking bucket. And they need to know every time Kuzma touches the ball, this man's going to give us two to three points. They need to know that. You are going to score that thing. Yes, you could play defense. You could rebound. But playing defense and rebounding ain't selling no damn shoes. Ask Dwight Howard back in the day when he was with Reebok. That he wasn't selling no shoes. Oh, you're a great defensive player. You're very athletic. That's great. You can run up and down the court. That's great. But we ain't buying your shoes because you can block a shot. We buying your shoes because you can put that ball in the basket. Let's be honest. Does anybody remember Gilbert Arenas? Agent Zero? Hibachi? How he was giving people the business in Washington before the injury? He gave Kobe Bryant 60. Let me say that again. He gave Mr. Kobe Bryant. Bean Bryant in his prime 
60. They was buying the hell out of Gilbert Arena shoes. They was buying the hell out of them. Derrick Rose, before the knee injury. They was buying the hell out of his shoes. You know why? Because he could put the ball in the bucket. He was a walking bucket. He was a 6'1 point guard who will jump over your tallest guy and bang on him. Drop it from three. He had the beautiful handles, the shifty guy. That's why people buy shoes. Not for anything else. Not for anything else. So, Kuzma, I need you to ball out, bro. I need you to ball out, dude. Like, honestly, you got to ball out. Now, man. Ah. Uh, I was looking up Laker tickets because I wanted to go. I wanted to go to a game. I knew they'd be a little bit expensive, but when the nose bleeds, like when you're back against the wall all the way, like you like damn near touching the ceiling in Staples, in Staples Center, when those tickets are like three hundred dollars, when I tell you, listen, Christmas coming up. Who want to cash up your boys? So I'm going to see a Laker game, okay? BD Top Dog, holla at your boy. Listen, you want to Venmo me? That's fine, too. Okay, you can um, do all that good stuff. Because I'm trying to go see Laker game. You know, $300, then I'm going to have to take my wife. No more, I want to take my kids. We're looking at $1,200 to $1,500 on tickets just to get in the building. Then you still got to eat. I'm just saying, I want to see the Lakers play. Now, let me tell you about my experience. My first time I went to a Laker game was a couple years ago. Um... Actually, my first game I ever been to was a Clippers game. My youth pastor at the time, I guess somebody had gave him tickets. He had two, uh, what is it, uh, two box seats, like two box tickets. Where he was like in the, um, the little suite. Now, he called me. I'm like, you want to go to a Clipper game? I'm like, yeah. So, yeah, I got an extra ticket. I'm like, why don't you take your son? Because he, he got two boys. And I'm, he's like, man, I only got one extra ticket. Like, I can't take one and I take the other. I'm like... This is true. So he said, hey, I'm going to pick you up after school. Bet. Bet. I don't think I even told my mom, to be honest with you. <laughs> you know, you got a single mama working two jobs. I was, she's like, as long as I don't got to pick you up from jail <laughs> or bail you out, I really don't care what you do as long as you come home. And I always did. So pretty much I said, oh, yeah, I'm with the youth pastor. Oh, it's cool. Whatever. Go. So anyway, we go to the game. This is when they had Baron Davis. Uh, I think Corey McGetty was still on the team. But I know uh, Baron Davis is on the team because I was excited because I like BD. He was a he was explosive, explosive point guard from UCLA. I did want to go see him. But this is the, when, I, when I went to go see the Clippers play the first time. First time I ever seen a game. All the players I wanted to see were injured. All of them on both sides. So I was pretty much watching the bench players just play a game. It was like, I'm like, this isn't fun. I think I didn't pay for nothing. But they had food, had chicken wings, you know. Left out of there with some free popcorn, you know. Got the recliner, put my feet up, treated like royalty. I'm like, this is awesome. So fast forward, I was probably about 14 or 15 when I went to that game. Then I went to another Lakers game. But I went to my first Lakers game. I was probably like 27, 28 years old. Wife would buy me some tickets for my birthday. Um, so I went to the game. Got my, uh, my homeboy, uh, my homeboy Foster, James Foster. You know, 
went out to the game and it was cool have my little laker hat on have my little sweatshirt i was looking feeling fresh you know we go out there this one they had a Kobe was still on the team they had d'angelo russell i think it was his rookie year and uh i was excited no but of course who's injured when i go when i finally wake to my first laker game kobe Bryant's injured i think i think he was out with his uh his rotator cup i think his shoulder he was out I was like, come on, bruh. Cobe, come on, Cobe. Come on, man. Finally get to the game and you hurt? You hurt now? But anyway, I went to the game. Still exciting to watch. Like, being, being in Staples Center is just, it's an incredible feeling. You know, you got all the banners everywhere. You know, Chick Hearns, they got the microphone jersey retired for Chick Hearn. They got the, uh, you know, Shaq's jersey up there, Kareem. All these retired, like, it's just great, you know, just seeing all this stuff. And then just just to see the Laker logo, it was, it was a lot. I was very excited. I was like a little kid in the candy store, man. But what I did notice that the coach at the time, Luke Walton, was trash. This is when I knew Luke Walton was a horrible coach. I want to say horrible coach in general, but horrible coach for the Lakers at that time and all the young talent they had. Because D'Angelo Russell was giving everybody on that team buckets the whole game he would play him four minutes in the first quarter sub him out but he has like six or seven points why are you subbing out your starting point guard when he's clearly the best player on the floor right now brings him in the second quarter same thing plays like six seven minutes when i look up he's a leading scorer for the lakers with 15 points but he doesn't close out the game my dude He's your number two draft pick, and you're playing this guy like 20 minutes a game. No, if you're drafted in the top five, you're playing 30. You're going to make those mistakes because we spent this high draft pick on you. You're going to make those mistakes and play through them and get better. Period. Like, that's that should be the mindset. But no, it's like, no, we're going to bring him along slowly. Man, y'all paying this dude like $8 million a year to learn? Nah, bro. You picked him up out of nowhere. We didn't know who this dude was. You picked him up number two out of Ohio State. No, he better get out there and give them buckets because that's what he was doing. And I'm like, man, Luke Walton is trash, man. He is such trash. You know, but I I say a lot to say nothing at all. (laughs) But I like entertainment. That's I like being entertained. Um, Another thing, man, listen, one of my favorite actors of all time, Will Smith. Now... Will Smith has given us classic movies. You know, he's given us the original Bad Boys, Independence Day. Okay. He had an outstanding performance in Ali. I wasn't a big fan of the movie, but he was still a, it was still a great performance of the portrayal of Muhammad Ali. Now, Will Smith, I've noticed in recent years, he cannot seem to get a hit outside of an already established franchise like people like like really think about it think about it okay this word turned around for will smith this this one because he had a great run even though he has wild wild west even though he did wild wild west we all know that was a bad movie he admits to it that's neither here nor there we're gonna move past that okay even with that on his record he has put out a long run of hits. 
Like, he didn't miss at the box office for years. Like, that's why they paid him so much. Because, like, you just had his name attached to the movie. He was going to bring in $100 million, Period. Now, it all turned around when he tried to put his son into movies. Because, you know, Jaden did good, you know, with the Karate Kid. Boom. Great. Blockbuster. Everybody loves him. Like, oh, he's going to be the next best thing. He's going to be just like his dad. And then, you know, it's like, you know what? Let's put out this movie called After Earth. Now, this time, I didn't care what Will Smith was putting out. I was going to go watch it. He was going to take me. He was, he was take my money. That's, that's, he was at that level. Take my money because I don't care what this movie is about. You're in it, so I'm going, to pay, I'm going to go pay to watch it. And then I paid to watch it. And I was like, hmm. Didn't really hit there. That, uh, that, was a, that was a big swing and a miss there, Will. It was a big swing and a miss. You tried to set your son up for like a sci-fi action you know, trilogy type movie, and it just didn't work out for you. Just didn't work out. Wasted a lot of money on that one. Uh, you know, he had an okay performance. Like he was trying to do too much, and then his son it was it was just bad. We're not going to talk about After Earth, you know. But that's when the decline started happening. You know, and then Will Smith didn't really put out a movie. You know, let's see. You know, he tries to do like the romantic comedy type thing and drama or whatever. He did. Uh, what was it? Uh, Collateral Beauty. I couldn't really tell you what it was about because it was in theater all of two days. It was in theaters all of two days. No one really cared about that movie. Okay. Another one that was that was a failure for him, I say commercially anyway, was Concussion. The movie about the uh, NFL and the CTE. Now, I've seen Concussion. It was a great movie, and I feel he should have won the Oscar for that because he really portrayed the hell out of that doctor and really had me looking into the CTE of the NFL. It just didn't do well. Uh, you know, domestically, it just didn't do well in the box office. It just, it just didn't. No one really, people watched it, but they didn't care for it. You know, it's like it was a movie that we could have did without. You know, the movie Focus about the um, I think they were thieves or the con artists. There you go, they were con artists. Yeah, that that didn't do good. It was it was an all right movie. It was all right. It was all right. It was all right, but. It didn't do well, you know. And then recently, he had a, oh, oh my God, Will Smith's latest box office flop. Oh my God, Gemini Man. Now, when I first saw the trailer, I'm like, oh, Will Smith coming out doing action flicks again. Oh, let's get it. Cause just coming off of Aladdin. Now, I wasn't too when they showed the first clip of Aladdin when he had the blue genie. I didn't. I wasn't feeling CGI. I'm like, you know what? Mm, well, I don't think this is a good look for you. But then I watched it, and he didn't try to outdo Robin Williams. He just did his own take on it, and it worked for him. It worked for him. It was an enjoyable movie for the family, and it did a billion dollars in the box office. So coming off of Aladdin, doing a Billy. Oh, he got the high, the high action. Thrilling? What? Gemini Man? There's two of Will Smith in here? What? There's two of them? Like, it's always going to be great. And then the movie came out. Wasn't so great. Now, mind you, I have not seen it. I have just, you know, I'm, I'm the type of person where I like, I like reading the reviews and Reading Rotten Tomatoes and seeing what everybody's saying about a movie if I go spend my hard-earned dollars because movies is damn near $15 right now in Cali. This is ridiculous. 
Matter of fact, it is $15 damn dollars. I remember I went to go see a movie uh, with my wife. No, she wanted to go see Captain Marvel. So I got off work. And she's like, I really want to see this movie. All right, bet. I'm off tomorrow, but we can go tonight. Whatever. I got the money. Let's go. I wasn't even paying attention at the price. I just said two for Captain Marvel. When they rung up and they said thirty-one fifty, I was like, whoa, 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 what you mean? I'm like, I just, I just got two tickets. It was just, I just want the regular X. I just want the regular, the regular two D. I'm like, I didn't, I didn't pay for, um, I didn't, I didn't pay for uh, the three D. They're like, oh no, 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 that's not three D. That's that's the ticket price. It was like fifteen something for for a ticket. I was like, yo, what happened to the nine ten dollars? Like, oh my god. Okay. Woo. Sheesh. Okay, anyway, back to Gemini Man and this big dud of a movie that Will Smith put out. Now, people were saying that, like, it's a very basic storyline. Like, I'm the type of... I like movies where, like, I got to have a compelling storyline. You got to make me pull up my heartstrings, make me really feel for the characters and the, anta- the protagonists and the antagonists so I can really feel what's going on in the film. They said it was very basic boring at times a lot of action but they just overdid it with the special effects and uh, i think they filmed it in 122 frames per second with most movies are only shot or shown in 22 frames per second so they shot it in 122 frames per second so it could feel like you're actually in the movie like you're watching it happen in real life but i was like dude like did y'all really have to do all that but you have to do all that, you know? Now, look, Will Smith, listen, we love you. You did Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That's enough <laughs> for most people. That's enough, okay? But then you gave us a lot of classic movies. And let's not forget his music career. Like, let's not, let's not downgrade Will Smith, okay? Summertime, come on, is automatically a good time whatever black barbecue you're at. Okay, you want to get your little, uh, your little Latino going on? Put on some Welcome to Miami, fire till this day, and let's not forget about the monster single that this man put out, getting jiggy with it. Let's not act like y'all wasn't dance to this get jiggy with it back in '97. Let's let's not act like y'all can say what y'all want. Oh, Will Smith, you corny, you corny. But if he was at, if you went to a Will Smith concert, you'd be singing all the words. So shut up, shut up, okay. And he's the first rap Grammy. Put you, I better put some respect on Will Smith's name. All right, you know, just but stop going for a home run every time you make a movie. Stop it. You know, sometimes just just get a film where it's like, you know what. Be, I'm a supporting actor. I'm a part of an ensemble, maybe. You know, you don't always gotta be the leading man. You don't. You know who know who's always gonna be a leading man? Denzel Washington. Oh yeah. Can y'all think of a movie outside of Denzel's probably first five years in the game where he was anything but a leading actor? He's earned that right. To be the leading man in every movie, okay? Just just stop going for a home run, man. Sometimes you just need. A, sometimes we just need a base hit, bro. Sometimes it's all we need. Just get a hit. Just get something on the board. You don't gotta get a home run. We don't need a grand slam. Just we just need a base hit from you. Just give us a base hit, man. Your next film. Give us a base hit, okay? That's it.
That's all we ask, man. That's all we ask. You know, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, it is cooling down. Okay? Now, you know what that means? <laughs> Big boy season is coming, okay? Okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's my sexy voice. That's my sexy voice. Top of November. Oh, yeah, big boys. You over 200, 220 pounds? Oh, we out here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we out here. Oh, we out here. And all you ladies out there, keep that same energy with all the hot girl summer. Keep that same energy, okay? Because y'all was up here treating dudes like they ain't nothing. Y'all fly. Y'all dressed it all half naked by yourself. Well, guess what? It's getting cold. Yeah, yeah, it's getting cold. Can't walk around in, uh, in bikinis all the time. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta dress up. You gotta put some leggings on. You gotta put some pants on. You gotta put them boots on. Okay, guess what? You gonna run a big. You gonna want a big dude to curl up next to, next to the fire. Well, guess what? We ain't forgot how y'all was treating us big dudes. How y'all was looking at us sideways because we was always sweating, okay? How y'all was looking at us sideways, eating our little bacon burger. Y'all said we ain't nothing. Well, guess what? We ain't forgot. We ain't forgot. So keep that same hot girl summer energy because it's about to be a big boy winner and we about to be all up in it, okay? And what y'all need to understand is Thoughts is out here year round. Okay, so my big dudes don't fall victim to the thoughts. Okay, they go come out because they because they know your self esteem during the summer was low. It was low, but you start getting your confidence back come October. Then November hit. Oh, you you feeling yourself? Oh, don't let us get to December. Oh, you can't say nothing to us. You can't say that to us. We in a whole nother world until April. Think I'm lying. Think I'm lying. Okay? We acted totally different from November to April. Okay? But big dudes, pay attention. Because the thoughts is out here. They don't got to seize it. Thoughts is out here year round. Okay? And these thoughts is going to try to take you off your game. Mm-hmm. Now, when I say thoughts, I'm just I'm not just talking about females. Oh, there's some male thoughts out here too. We all know what thought stands for. T H O T. We all know what it stands for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They out here year round. Okay. Mister, take your man. Mister, ta- or Mister, take your girl. Whatever you want to call. It. Yeah, they we we out. They out here. I almost messed up and said we as in me, and I'm uh, I'm happily married. I ain't trying to upset my wife. I got a good thing going on at the house. You know what I'm saying? She make dinner every once in a while. She, you know, she, she you know, she take care of the kids. She ain't really, she ain't, she ain't beat me yet. You know, she, you know, she has to put her hands on me. Well, there's one that, okay, there was that one time. But like, okay, but she was sleep though. She was sleep. So like, I want, I want to say account it. But like, I don't know what she was dreaming about to make her so angry when she swung. But it's, oh, was that me? You know what? But whatever. I, you know what? Y'all need to be in my business. Y'all need to be in my business. Okay? Mind your own damn business. Okay, so we get ready to end up the podcast, man. It's been great talking to you. I'm going over a plethora of things like I told y'all in last week's episode. I learned that new word plethora and uh I might just drop it every now and then to let y'all know that I have a vocabulary and your boy been reading. I'm lying, I ain't really read that since high school about 12, 13 years ago. But I learned it. Somebody said it on YouTube, so I'm saying it now. Anyway, so 
gonna leave y'all with some positivity, man. Give y'all little tips to help y'all succeed in life so y'all can move on and do bigger and better things. So I wanna see all y'all winning. Alright? So here's here's what I want you guys to understand. You need to protect your environment. Okay? What I mean by that is no bad vibes allowed. Period. None whatsoever. Because if your environment is negative, you're gonna get negative results. If your environment is if your environment is positive, you're gonna get positive results. So you have to set the standard of what kind of vibes and energy you want around you. You gotta set the standard. So therefore, let people know who's coming into your environment. What is the bar? Is your bar set low or is your bar set high? Do you want everything done in excellence? If that's the case, you have to strive for excellence in everything that you do. Now, are you always going to be excellent? No. But if you strive for it, people will see that you're constantly pushing forward and you're not taking the easy way out and you're not trying to be lackadaisical and pretty much, you know, half-ass it. So you have to protect your environment, man. You got to set that standard. Another thing I want to tell people, you need to focus on you first everybody want to like give advice to this person and and and, and want to help this person get get out of a bad relationship and do this and do that that's cool but you can't help nobody if you ain't straight yourself that's just what it is you can't help anybody if you ain't right so focus on you get yourself right worry about your own mental health take a mental health day off from work man Sometimes we just get away, just sit out, you know, just have some tea, some coffee, you know. I used to drink Kool-Aid, but your boy diabetic now, so I can't have it. Because, you know, black people, we put a uh, we put 15 pounds of sugar in one cup. I'm a little upset about that. I love me some cool. It's a great flavor. It's delicious, nigga. Um, anyway, so, yeah, man, you got to focus on you first. <laughs> you feel me? You got to focus on you first. You got to make some goals, man. It's coming out the tail end of 2019, man. Okay, we got October, November, December. What is your 2020 going to look like? It's 2020 don't start January 1st. It starts now because now you got to plan for it. You got to start writing down them goals. What it is you want to do? Do you want to buy the home? Do you want to get the car? Do you want to get that new promotion? Do you want to do something? Okay, I'm starting on mine. It's the first thing. Starting the podcast. Boom, we three weeks in. Okay, we here now. So, man, I want y'all to be great. I want you to go out there and kill it. I hope y'all enjoy listening. Holla at your boy, and I'll catch y'all next time.